The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Tuesday, May 17th. 2022 i'm josh nelson last night started five games in four days for the chicago white Sox at kaufman stadium on the mound was johnny cueto making his 2022 debut and his first start in a white Sox uniform in four starts with the charlotte knights getting ready and ramping up to a starting pitcher workload of the major leagues Cueto pitched 15 and two-thirds innings with a 5.17 ERA with 17 strikeouts to four walks. How long Cueto would last with the White Sox would depend on his first impression in Kansas City because there is good news coming soon that Lance Lynn will be ready to start making rehab starts by the end of May. Cueto's last major league appearance was with the San Francisco Giants last year on September 30th. He only lasted two and a third innings as Cueto struck out three and allowed three hits. That was in relief. His last start was on August 31st against the Milwaukee Brewers when he allowed 10 hits, six earned runs in three and two thirds innings. In the first inning, Cueto was sharp. He struck out the side on 17 pitches with 14 of them being strikes. The second inning went smoothly for Cueto, too, as he picked up another strikeout, and so far he's got four strikeouts through two innings. In the top of the third inning, the White Sox benefited from some shaky Royals defense. Adam Engel hit a fly ball to left field that should have been caught, but Andrew Benatendi and Michael A. Taylor both looked at each other, waiting for the other to call for it. Neither did. It fell to the earth. Angle never stopped running, and he reached second base on a double, in air quotes, his sixth of the season. Then Angle stole third base, his fifth steal of the season, to put himself even in better scoring position. Batting ninth for the White Sox last night was Andrew Vaughn. It was a curious decision for Tony La Russa to bat one of his best hitters last in the lineup. There was this whole ordeal that if he had to choose between a guy that's hitting 250, 270, or batting 300, he would rather have the guy batting 300 bat ninth. But Andrew Vaughn arguably is one of the top four hitters for the White Sox and probably should be batting cleanup right now. Regardless, Vaughn's batting ninth, and the decision worked out for Tony La Russa because he pulled through hitting a sacrifice fly to put the White Sox ahead one to nothing. 
Cueto picked up his fifth strikeout after tossing a scoreless third inning, and he was just in great rhythm. After three innings, Cueto threw 37 pitches and didn't allow a hit or walk and had five strikeouts. Luis Robert extended his hitting streak to 14 games with a leadoff single in the fourth inning. Two hitters later was Yasmani Grandal, and after fouling off several pitches, finally got one that he could turn on inside corner and crushed it to right field for a two-run homer. Grandal's second home run of the season, and now the White Sox have a 3-0 lead. Cueto allowed his first walk in the fifth inning and then proceeded to strike out Michael Taylor for his sixth strikeout. All of this success was just on 59 pitches, so Cueto still had plenty left in the tank. The Royals finally had a runner in scoring position against Cueto in the sixth inning when Kyle Isbell doubled down the right field line. After a tough battle against Whit Merrifield that lasted 10 pitches, Cueto walked him on a full count to bring the game-tying run to the plate. That batter was Andrew Benatendi, and on a center-cut slider that Benatendi was behind on, he flew out to Andrew Vaughn in left field. So now facing Salvador Perez, Cueto was at 76 pitches. He threw a few sliders at Perez to work the count to 2-2. With Perez looking for a slider, Cueto instead threw a high two-seam fastball at 93 miles per hour to get the Royals catcher whiffing. It was a legit jam, and Cueto appeared to be in prime form, escaping that inning without any damage. Matt Foster would replace Cueto in the seventh inning, so Cueto's final line in his first start with the White Sox was very impressive. Six innings pitched, two hits allowed, no runs allowed, two walks, and seven strikeouts on 81 pitches with 55 strikes. Matt Foster pitched a scoreless seventh inning, but Kendall Graveman ran into trouble in the eighth inning. He allowed an infield single to Michael A. Taylor, Ryan O'Hearn single to put runners on the corners. There's nobody out. Graveman struck out Isbell on an inside sinker for the first out, so now he's got the double play situation available to him to get out of the inning. But he threw a high sinker to Whit Merrifield, and Merrifield tattooed that pitch to left field. On replay, it appeared that Andrew Vaughn was close to making a play by the wall, but as he's currently the worst defensive player in Major League Baseball, Vaughn had to field it off the wall. During the relay, as one run scored, Tim Anderson made a very accurate throw to home plate that beat O'Hearn, but Yasmani Grandal did not catch Anderson's throw, so the two-RBI double made it a one-run game, and Merrifield advanced to third base on Anderson's throw to home. So again, more trouble in the eighth inning for the White Sox with the game-tying run 90 feet away. Graveman threw a changeup to Benatendi to try to throw him off, but Benatendi was not fooled. He ripped a single to right field, and now the game is tied 3-3, undoing everything that Johnny Cueto did for the first six innings and the nice, quiet seventh inning from Matt Foster. As Graveman did eventually get out of the eighth inning, he did get that double play from Salvador Perez. So now it's a brand new game heading into the ninth inning. The White Sox offense had gone dormant after Grandal's home run. Again. Scott Barlow entered the game for Kansas City and made quick work of Lurie Garcia and Adam Engel to start the ninth inning. Andrew Vaughn had a tough battle, but his hard-hit line drive was smacked right at Bobby Wood Jr., who was covering third base, to end the White Sox ninth inning. So Kansas City's got a chance for the walk-off win. 
Tony La Russa had both Liam Hendricks and Ryan Burr warming up during the top of the ninth inning. Because the White Sox didn't have the lead, Ryan Burr got the call. There are going to be many White Sox fans that would argue against that choice. Use your closer, use your best high leverage guy to get the game into extra innings. Well, for Ryan Burr against Carlos Santana, he threw a backdoor slider that seemed to fade away on the swing for a strikeout for the first out. Hunter Dozier hit a deep fly to right field, but it was starting to tail back into foul territory. Adam Engel stuck with the fly ball and made a jumping catch into the wall for the second out. After that web gem, Lurie Garcia made a great defensive play himself, catching Bobby Witt Jr.'s liner to end the ninth and send the game into extras. So while the White Sox defense was not sharp in the eighth inning, two very good defensive plays helped get the game into extra innings. Josh Harrison replaced Vaughn as the runner on second base to start the 10th inning. And the 10th inning was not going well for the White Sox. Tim Anderson hit too sharp of a ground ball at Witt Jr. that prevented Harrison from advancing. Makata ripped a fly ball down the left field line that looked like it was going to be easily a double if not close to being a home run, but it tailed out of the fair territory into foul territory into the net. In that at bat, Makata struck out. So now you got two outs, and the game's coming down to Luis Robert. Barlow spun an inside slider to Robert, and it left in a hurry. A massive, no-doubt home run, traveling 425 feet as Luis Robert picked up Tim Anderson and Yohan Makata to move Harrison on the bases. His two-run shot gave the White Sox a 5-3 lead. Robert now leads the White Sox in home runs with five on the season. Now it was Liam Hendricks' turn to pitch, hoping to close out the game with a runner on second base. He struck out Michael A. Taylor for the first out, then punched out Nicky Lopez for the second out. Then he got ahead 0-2 on Kyle Isbell, and Hendricks spiked a slider that usually hitters have not been chasing this season, but Isbell definitely chased. He whiffed on it. Hendricks struck out the side to help preserve the White Sox 5-3 victory. Hendricks gets the save. It's his 10th on the season. Ryan Burr picked up the win. The White Sox had 10 base hits with Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, and Yasmani Grandal having two apiece. Jose Bray went one for three, but he also walked twice as White Sox pitchers combined to strike out 14 Royals hitters. With the victory, the White Sox are back to 500. They are 17-17 and 5-10 and and against the American League Central. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The White Sox and Royals play two today with game one starting at 1.10 p.m. Central Time. Starting that game will be Dylan Cease. In his last outing against the New York Yankees, Cease struck out 11 batters but allowed six runs thanks to two homers from John Carl Stanton and a couple of doubles from DJ LeMahieu. Cease in 38 innings has a 3.55 ERA but a 2.34 FIP. His wins above replacement total, according to Fangraphs, is 1.2 on the season and Cease has increased his strikeout rate by 5% from last year, as it's currently at 36.9%. Starting Game 2 for the White Sox will be a Major League Baseball debut. Davis Martin, the White Sox 14th round pick from the 2018 Major League Baseball draft, will be joining the 40-man as the White Sox finally place Garrett Crochet on the 60-day IL. Why wasn't Crochet already on the 60-day IL, you may ask? Well, that's one of life's great mysteries. Martin start the season at Birmingham. He made five starts there, posting a three ERA in 24 innings pitched as he struck out 33 and only had seven walks. He was impressive enough for the White Sox to call him up to Charlotte, where he's made two starts for the Knights, pitching 12 innings, only allowing two earned runs with a 1.50 ERA with eight strikeouts and two walks. Now that Martin will take the ball to start Game 2 for the White Sox, the first pitch is scheduled for 6.10 p.m. Central Time, and we will be hosting our second virtual watch party on Playback. You can sign up for the Sox Machine Playback Room at www.getplayback.com slash room slash Sox Machine, or simply click on the link within the first pitch post on SoxMachine.com closer to the Game 2 start time. For the Kansas City Royals, right-hander Jonathan Heasley will start Game 1. This is his second career start in the majors as he allowed four hits and four walks in three and a third innings in his previous start. And Game 2 will be Brady Sainer for the Kansas City Royals who is being recalled from AAA. You can watch both games on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. No minor league games on Monday, so let's catch up on the action around the major leagues. After taking three out of four against the White Sox, the New York Yankees continue their winning ways, beating Baltimore 6-2. Jose Trevino, Josh Donaldson, and Anthony Rizzo all hit homers as Luis Severino proves to 3-0 as he only allowed one hit over six innings of work. The Yankees are 26-9 to start the season. Sandy Alcantara only allowed three hits, one run, and eight innings of work. Old friend Avisil Garcia hit his third home run of the season as the Miami Marlins beat the Washington Nationals 8-2. The Fish are 16-19. The Detroit Tigers and Tampa Bay Rays were tied 2-2 going into the ninth inning. That's when Harold Castro hit his first home run of the season, and the Tigers surprised the Rays winning 3-2. Wilson Contreras hit a double and grand slam, in the first inning, as the Chicago Cubs score eight runs, and that was pretty much all the action in that game as they blanked the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-0. Bo Bichette and Matt Chapman both homer to lead the Toronto Blue Jays to a 6-2 win over the Seattle Mariners. 
The Blue Jays currently have the sixth spot in the postseason, even though we're not even at 25% completed of the season. It's more of a good to know if you're asking, hey, if the postseason were, were to start, who would be the sixth seed? It's the Blue Jays. They're currently 19 and 17 on the season. Seattle, they continue to struggle. They're starting the season at 16 and 20. I hope you had the under for the run total between the Milwaukee Brewers and Atlanta Braves. In the bottom of the sixth inning, a scoreless game, Ian Anderson threw a wild pitch in which Hunter Renfro scored from third base on, and that was all the scoring. The Milwaukee Brewers won one to nothing on hashtag wild pitch offense. Atlanta only mustered two hits. Josh Hader picked up his 14th save of the season. And the Brewers are now 10 games above 500. They are 23 and 13. The defending champion Atlanta Braves are 16 and 20 to start 2022. JD Martinez gave the Boston Red Sox a late lead in the eighth inning with an RBI double and would later score on Xander Bogarts' third home run of the season as they beat the Houston Astros 6-3. That was a big win for the Red Sox, who are now 14-21 as they are looking to turn their season around. Houston is still doing well as they are now 23-13. The Texas Rangers scored six runs in the first inning and they held off the Angels 7-4. The Angels are 24-14 and and in a virtual tie with the Houston Astros for first place in the American League West. The San Francisco Giants and Colorado Rockies played in a seesaw battle with the Giants scoring in the top of the ninth inning to win 7-6. The Rockies dropped to below 500. They are 17-18 and and now the Giants are 21-14. And the Minnesota Twins win again. This time 3-1 in Oakland as they improved to 21-15 and on the season. They started 4-8 in 2022, so they have won 17 of their last 24 games. That will do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Later tonight, we'll be streaming Playback Watch Party again in our Sox Machine Playback Room. Our friends Beef Loaf and Cherizy from the 108 will join me to watch Game 2 of the Doubleheader with you. Again, that stream starts at 6 p.m. Central Time. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a long-time lurker, help support us on Patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, and the first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Machine. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.